0: island church in galveston texas welcomes you to our podcast be encouraged by pastor rusty martin as he teaches the word of god And uh, know, verse 25 says, But Jesus called them unto him, said, You know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they that are great exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you. But to whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister; And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant.'" Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give His life a ransom for men. Now, yeah, let's see one more scripture but it, before we go to Exodus. Go so to Philippians, Philippians chapter, Philippians chapter two, verse The very uh, one of the last letters that the apostle Paul penned while he was in in jail there in uh, London. What I'm just going to read it in the King James. It says, If there be any consolation that of Christ well, in the comfort of love, fellowship, spirit, pause, and mercy, for freeing might joy to even have mercy, and having the same love, no, notice host being of one accord with one another. Now, me, so that's a lot of being dumb King James stuff, but if you pull all that slide and look at it, there's some other translations. He's saying this. If you've ever heard me say anything that meant anything, listen to me now because he says something real that really means that. 26. He says, Let like, nothing be done for his time for very right glory, but in lolliness of one living, just in others, there are other things. But not on every man, on his own things, but every man also, all the things of others. Now notice, here's what I want to to Let like this mind be in, in which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought are not law, to be equal, with God. But made himself of no reputation to the God in the form of a soul. Everybody says, servant. And was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, as he humbled himself and became obedient unto him, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also highly exalted him, and gave him a name which is about every name, that at the name of Jesus every name was put To settle into churches many times when they're just kind out, of quote, waiting on the God. Hey Amen? You know, waiting should be activity waiting. Right? Because that other one says, those that wait upon the Lord, there in Isaiah, 14 says, those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength and they shall up. You ought know, to go study that word, wait, and actually would it's like a waiter waiting, you know, on our master, you know, taking care and helping them. But, but the one phrase that was said is this. Every, everybody is valuable. Everybody in the kingdom of God is valuable. So valuable to God. But God doesn't just want you to be valuable. He wants you to be useful. Now let me say that again. go I mean, as far as God is concerned, you're, you're, you're as valuable as you are the only person that ever got saved. He would feel the same way he does about you right now. He loves you. He cares about you. He values you. But listen, even because of all this mighty glory on the outside of you, for you to be nothing. If He wants you not only to be valuable, He wants you to be useful. I don't know if you've ever had anything you 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 know, that you can tell, sort of, you that was valuable, but you couldn't use you know, uh, you know, don't touch that. Thanks. My mom was, always had something around, you know, we could never touch, you know, you know uh, I was you know, don't touch that, don't touch that. And we never used it. We've heard the story of it of uh, a assembled doctor down in, uh, uh, in McAllen, Texas, years ago to see right after World War II, and uh, his wife was, like, uh, I was uh, diagnosed with cancer began to uh, just really just go down here fast and reach for this doctor. I bad and she had some of the ladies of the church around her, and I used to walk in, and he said, you know, sweetie, and just, you know, we we'll believe in God for a miracle, but you know, things just really, he said, you know, something were to happen to you, we we'll believe in God for a miracle, you know, something were to happen, you know, we we'll believe in God for a miracle, something were to happen to you, you know, should I be she says, uh, she says, yeah, I guess it'd be all right, to And he said, okay, well, that's okay. He says, you know, what? finally fine, when we never use that event. Your mother gave us that we married. He might have probably married my new wife, and if we use that, And she bristled a little bit more like a baby to the bed, and then she said, "You know those fancy seats that your uncle brought back from uh, Europe in World War II made out of silk? We never put those on the bed." Well, that's the I said, "Come on, do it. We're gonna put those seats on the bed." He back "That that is not possible. Tell those ladies, get this man out of here. Get the Bible, open it up. Let's intercede. Let's clear right out of the bed, right back into the middle." seat. <laughs> Amen. Everyone are useful, and there's no reason for any of us to just roll over and die. And I, the big one, you know, there's just nothing God wants me to do. I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of God wants every one of us to do, and it's not, just, it's not just you know, giving services in the ministry. But it's just our everyday life that God wants to be an extension of Christ in the earth to the point that we realize and recognize we are that worth that God wants us to be because I'm you to whether you recognize it or not, it is getting to dark, I mean, it's pretty crazy out there, I man. I'm kind of like, say what? I mean, say an accident or what? We didn't mean nothing. We didn't touch. It reminds me of those people. Most of you won't remember that because it's just kind of dated. They used to spin the plates on the variety shows. Remember the, the old variety shows are a long time ago? I think you can, you know, maybe stay up late one night and see some infomercials and remember that. Those guys used to spin those plates, and spin those, and then they would start yammering, run down there and start spinning those plates. But it's like all of this stuff going on long and long time to the past, it is designed to hold the flag and like, suck you into a magnet, which makes you ineffective in the kingdom of life. So you've got to go back to the basis of the reality of why you're in the kingdom of the first place. And the reason you're in the kingdom of the first place, number one is to serve God, number ten this is to serve each other, number three is to serve the world. We are here to serve on the earth as He was. Yes, we're kings and priests unto him. We're a peculiar, uh, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. Everything God says about us. But what I may, I'm saying the Christ is a time in which every believer needs to be, quote, coming online and in their life when it comes to serving God. You know, you've got an outlet at the church with whatever gift, talent you may have, whatever ability you may have to serve in the church. But that's just a fraction of it. Because when we're not at the church serving God, we're out in the world serving God. Let me say that again. When we're not at the church serving God, we're out in the world serving God. And God wants all of the earth to know that within the, in the government of the body of Christ is built in. So, one, come on up. We say like this in 23, we want to take each other. We want to keep each other's body. Amen. I guarantee you, if we, if we become more servant-minded toward one another, God can trust us with more people to serve. Let me say that again. If we can become more servant-minded one toward another, God can trust us to serve more people when they come. Because that's what they to need. They're going to need to be taken too. They're going to be beat up by this world. Their mind's going to be saturated with all this stuff that's going on. They're going to be confused. They're going to be in doubt. They're going to really be in fear. And then they walk into a place where the presence of God is. Amen? Now, let's go over to Exodus. I like this in Exodus. Exodus chapter 17. You know, God is really smart. He put together a team. They're in Israel, and Egypt, really. Delivered the children of Israel and brought them out. And the whole time, as the Apostle Paul says, the trauma that these people are going through to become an example for us today. That's what the Old Testament always remember this. The, the New Covenant is written to you, it's about you. The Old Covenant is written for you an example you, Amen. Now, this example, I like this example. It says in verse, let's start in verse 8. It says, And then Amalek came and fought with Israel in the field. And Moses said to the gospel, Jesus, out men, and go out and fight with Amalek tomorrow. I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. Now, remember what that rod was. That was not just the symbol of the authority of God, that he carried the authority of God in the world. I mean, when he, was, when he was freaking out about the, 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 the Egyptians coming out of Egypt, jumping back down, down to the Red Sea, God said, he's flying out the god right, right, and God said, what's in your hand? Use what's in your hand. Use the authority I've given you. Same like thing they should When you're back to the Red Sea and the devil's chasing you, use what's in, hand. Use what's in your hand. Use what's in your hand. Use what's in your heart. So I hope the devil beat you up. Amen. Now, notice this. It says, so Joshua and Moses. So Joshua did as Moses instead, and followed Amalek, and Moses, and Aaron, and Herod, went up to the top of the hill. Now, the element of, uh, I guess it, the best way to describe this, the character element of submission is implied here. sounds a little more spiritual than practical to me. Well, what are we going to do? What to we do? Well, let's just tell you how about that. Well, you know, it's almost all going to be good for whatever Well, sometimes you need a little bit better. better I'm just going you know, like to point it down a let's just pray and see what happens. So sometimes you need a little, a little bit better. plan. Now, Joshua being a military man and knowing all about military things, you're not try to use soft noses and say, so. "Well, you know, I can stick with the Holy Ghost stuff and the Word of God stuff. You take care of the army and we'll take care of the battles." You can't do that. You can't segregate yourself from the kingdom. We work as a body, like a physical body works together. So the body of Christ works together. That's how the apostle Paul provides another uh, no greater illustration than the than the physical body. We're joined one another to one another like our bones are joined to our bones in our body. You know what that means, to sure. You know that means? We need each other. And the reason that God is living like this among the leadership of Israel is He was showing them, you guys are going to need each other. From the time I spoke to Moses at the burning bush to the time the last person goes and possesses his own land, your farm there in Israel, you're going to need each other, and you're going to need each other to protect you all. To propagate it all, and to see it all grow. Did you know today Israel is one of the most prolific nations in the world? All over Europe, every day there are airplanes that leave Tel Aviv, and then oh, well, there's another airplane. Tel Aviv, and there's another one. There's two airports But they fly fresh vegetables, flowers, all kinds of produce all over the world, like, all over Europe, fresh from Israel every day. And you said, "Well, because the land's so fertile." Because the promises that God gave, he still keeps. And if he's willing to keep promises that were in an old covenant to the point that a nation that's not even in covenant with him anymore is blessed by his hand and says the church of God on, much more willing to bless his children on the earth that possess his spirit on the inside. He's just willing to bless his church. Came to pass. And when Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailing. When he got back, his hand was able to sand, it like we're in. Moses' hands were heavy. They took the stone, put it under. He said, Excuse me. And he sat down, there and Aaron there straight up his hands, the one on one side, and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the, the going down of the sun. Now, can you see the picture? Moses is sitting on some big boulder rock and he's got his hands up. And he Joshua's down in the valley. And he's, made, and he's swinging arrows. And he's throwing spears. And he's holding a sword. And they're in front of And they're in, in body. And so, uh, Moses, and he's like, really? They can really. Everybody's watching the Bible, watching the Bible. So, you can watch the signs, watch the signs. They're going down, and down, and down, and down, and down and the road. Now, I'm going to put something down on the bottom of the hill. Oh, there's a government coming down. Somebody's holding his hands. I'm getting his hands right there. Amen. Somebody had to be in that position. To serve the man of God at a place in his life in which he needed a hand up. Are you with know me? Mean? And thank God that they were there to do that because there was something supernatural connected to them working together, one in the battle and three at their prayer tonight. God was working in the midst of it. God was working in the midst of it. It wasn't the military all this is, it wasn't the military playing, it was the spiritual play. And you see, all down through the Bible, all through the Word of God, it wasn't the military plans, especially in the areas of the, same way the military plan. It was the plan God didn't want people to miracle with the manifestation. Same so thing's true today, Amen. Thank got these plans have come. Amen. They're so valuable, so valuable. Moses' hands he were heavy, that's in verse twenty-seven, verse twelve. And he took a stone, put it under him, and he sat it all. And her studied his hands. One on one side the other, and the other on the other side. Until his hands were studying to the blanket of the sword. Joshua discomforted Amalek with his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said unto Moses, I notice this, write this for a memorial and a book. Am I saying in a book? Now notice this. And we it in the ears of Joshua. But do you see that? In the ears of whom Joshua, the one down there doing the fight, in the ear. For I will only put out the remembrance of Amalek from under the uh, from under heaven. And Moses build an altar there in the name of it, I with Jehovah, the Holy One, the Lord, on it. Now this is this is something that God does. We can see it in the life and the ministry of Abraham and him raising up the servants that came up under him, and in, 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 in uh, Moses, Joshua, Aaron, all those that were the leadership in David, and like all, all throughout the Gospels and the Old Covenant, God always uses one group of people to bring in another group. One group rises up and serves one group, and the other group gets the victory and the blessing for it. God uses our experience. Now, this is something that that God has really dealt with me about. Like, God's using these experiences of the drama of life that we are going through to train us for eternal demonstrations of his wisdom and power. What you're going through today is not just for this lifetime. What you're going through today is training you for eternity so that you'll be able to be used by God to demonstrate the manifold wisdom of God throughout all the ages of time and throughout the expanses of the universe. That's bigger than your brain to reach Amen? And when you realize that, then you begin to realize God is beginning down here to try and Trying to create within my heart the character of Christ. Let this man be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And the Bible says, Then let this man, this attitude, and let this purpose be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Then he takes the word of God and he paints this perfect picture of a servant who is willing to do everything his master says, he would die the death of a thief. That's Jesus. You're just, just the opposite about that, Opposition. Man, if you're gonna be successful, your success is shown already by how many people you got laying on your hand and foot. I wonder how uh, uh, the dude, he drove him crazy. He got some rich. he went crazy. I mean, he was so afraid the journalist was going to get on. I mean, the, the theaters and the phobias of a man successful without God manifested in, in his life in an incredible way. The books that you read, the movies that you see about it, everybody confesses that at the end of his life, he was a total scared of his own shit. Amen? I which shows us there is a success on this earth. Beyond the ability of money to get it for you. And that is the success that comes into the life of a believer when he begins to see what I like to call the protocol of God. Not just for us to serve services and see signs, wonders, miracles. No, for us to learn to serve God, to serve one another, and to serve the community outside the four walls of the church and bring them the most valuable thing we can bring them, which is Jesus. Which breaks the past of the human experience and gives them a life so when they die, they don't have to go to hell, they to And not only that, we can encourage them and keeps them, to, like, in the just like we've been encouraged to live in a little bit of a human Amen? Yeah, I want you say something? Amen. Okay. in the ears of who? Shows you. Now, Joshua is being groomed. Did you get that? Joshua, Moses had the anointing to bring out, But Joshua had the anointing to bring them in. And the redemptive picture that we see in Christ is in Christ. He brings us out and brings us in to be delivered from the power. But it's kind of later the kingdom of Jesus Christ. But everything that is going on right now in Joshua's life is a preparation taking place in which he is learning some things—not about so much about leadership, because men and women naturally aspire to leadership. Do you realize that? There is a natural aspiration to leadership based on the ability of an individual to develop their ego and ambition in such a way in would say actually go after those types of people. I've seen people, the I went to high school in you know, general, if they ran for certain, life, they got it because that's what they wanted to do. I understand what I'm saying? But in reality, when you got Jesus, when you got born again, something of the Master got put on the inside And that is that mind and that attitude and that purpose of serving God and not just being valuable to God, but being useful to God. Um, like I heard the conference of hearts when we 50%, if you're 50%, of, uh, 50% disobedient, no, excuse me, a said, oh, if you're 50% obedient, well, sometimes that's how we try to engage us. You know, I'm not really obedient at all. You know, I'm kind you know I'm, 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 I'm put the twenty in often every once in law, I'll a while. Sometimes I will go two, three times a month to church. You know, but I don't, I'm not even reading a scripture. Well, here's the deal: fifty percent of your life obedience is really hundred percent disobedient. And when we begin to realize in the Word of God, that we are born again for something, every one of us, no matter how old you are matter how young you are to know, none of that matters. God just wants you to know that you're a whole lot more than just That you can be useful and valuable, that it begins with our heart coming to the place in which we're willing to serve for another. And we think, uh, that's what I could do some of words. Just a couple of, Chapters over 24. Go to chapter 24. Exodus, yeah. Exodus 24. Oh, I can't you. Yeah. Go to verse 12. verse 12. And I say, the Lord said unto Moses, Come up to me in the middle and be there. And I will give thee tablets of stone. You're the last story. I was looking back to get the, the law. Tablets of stone and a law and commandments which I have written, and that, that thou mayest peace. And this? and Moses rose up and his master, another word for the master is the word Lord, servant, and his servant, John, and Moses went up to the mountain not only see Moses as a man that's ahead of the military of an entire group of people, maybe up to two million, but a man that is willing to take a step down out of the out of the medals and all of the accolades of being a powerful military man and serve an elderly man, Moses. Amen. But here's what people don't see: Moses is going with. Up on the mountain, and very many people on planet Earth ever had an experience like Moses had on the mountain. Mean, Amen. I mean, he met with God. Guess who else was there? Joshua. Joshua was with him the whole time. He said, well, What difference does that make? He got the share in the anointing. That he was being prepared not only by his servitude, but as he made himself available to serve Moses and serve the children of Israel, God made sure the right anointing were get into his life to prepare him for this stuff. You might just say, well, I don't know, this is the third week I'm ever going to God may be preparing you for something. Telling you, church, I'm telling you this by experience. There are things you go through in life in which God puts repetition, and sometimes there's a the element of a and sometimes you think this is like, you know, I don't want to do this in but it's like a exercise of God working on your character so that he can balance some anointings into your life so that you can have some supernatural help in everything, in everything that you need, in everything that you need to do. And then uh, first, chapter 34. let me go to yeah, seventeen. Thirty-three. the go to chapter 33, yes. Chapter Now notice this. Let's begin in verse, uh, on verse 1, verse Let me see that one. The cloud most entered into the tower. The cloudy pillar descending stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked to Moses. And all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the, the door. And all the people rose up and worshipped every man in his tent. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaking to his And he turned again into the camp, but by his servant Joshua. The son of Nun departed not out of the tabernacle. I said, if you just read the man, you don't think anything. You have the same church. He's with Moses on that mountain. But now, the tabernacle is established, the law is established, if you read the chapters in particular, there's all this jabbering going on. And now they've got things in order that they worship God. They've got the tabernacle up. And Moses is in the tabernacle, communing with God the way he does, talking to his friend who's to his for face-to-face. And the glory of God comes into that tabernacle. And Moses comes out to minister to the people. But now the anointing allows Joshua to remain by himself in the tabernacle. Now he's not there. <laughs> he's not there with the permission of the one he serves. He's there now with the permission of the one in whom he is. Which means God's dealing in your life when it comes to opening doors for you to do things that may seem so menu or so, uh, you know, God wouldn't even wouldn't even in a or something like this. Maybe something that God is using to develop the servant's heart in you to get some anointings into your life, and to get you to the place where He can download the true anointing into your life that brings you into the destiny of you. Amen. Right, I'm going oh, from their how did this happen for you? how did this happen for you? And how did this for you? And how did you these people to get you to the church? And how think people are there? And I promise I'll I can't, I can't get up and, and teach a course on how to start a church on how to be a field minister. How to be, I don't know. All I know is you're going to have to follow God and you're going to have to serve people in following God. And in serving people in following God, God will anoint you and then you'll have an experience one day or another. And one day God will download your destiny into your heart and you'll know it because you're willing to serve people. Because God values you more than to just leave you in a useless position. You're like a Rolex watch in a box that needs to be put together. And I'm sure that if you're a Rolex watch builder, you don't want to end up with more pieces you started with. I'm not working on other things, but probably not that. So you've got to realize this heart, this sort of heart piece, that's not exactly what Jesus started talking about. Right there in the end of Matthew chapter 20, where he says, Now, listen, this all the world, there's the world that climbs the ladder of success. They just, if you get the way, they'll step up on your dead body and they'll keep moving forward, moving forward. All they're looking for is the brass ring get the top. That's all they got. And what's so sad about those is just the ones that find it is not what the they're looking for. The fame, the fortune, the money. You, you ask them, it's not what they were looking for. There, there's an emptiness there. There, there. There's something there that literally shows them that all that effort for self-fulfillment is nothing compared to the god of How you can fulfill it. Well, we know the story. Moses passes off the scene. Joshua takes over. We'll pick that up next week. Joshua chapter 5. Things didn't go just, you know, peachy keen. For him, even though he had been prepared by God to walk in our own beat at most, he had some struggles. He had some things that happened, and God did some things for Jacob. The same things he does for us in he encounters with God. That's why encounters with God are so, so important. You know, a couple of people uh, mentioned as a conference in we read you this week, how many times, uh, you know, we end up at the altar, how many times we need to stay in the altar until we can the altar is well. Growing up in the, in, the, in the early years of the charismatic news, the altar calls of the kids' camps I went to, the altar calls of the church I attended, many times were, as long as the service itself it's the, the real spirit that fell in the altar because of the worship and praise of God's people. And it's amazing how in the altar many times when you're worshiping God, when you're praying, how God can work in those areas of your heart. Things get played many times. It's basically if you serve people all the time. Amen. And you're wondering, where's my reward? Where does anybody, why don't anybody see what I'm doing? Why don't they, you, somebody does. it's a because it's his nature in you reflecting back to him. And I'm telling you, I've, loved, I've lived around service. I've lived in a service mentality my whole life. And I realized that's the greatest answer for faith delivery. It's not hard to get servants here, it's not hard to see what's going on. It's not hard to get their prayers you say, Why? Well, because they've been submitted. Some things in the kingdom of God. I've been doing some things outside the boundaries of convenience and comfort. have been finding their life by becoming useful. That's how you find you, your life in the kingdom by becoming useful. And let me say this a lot, folks. Don't be so quick to just like. I to just tell you what to do, I live. not the call you? See what I mean? That's really the key. It's the lot things that are available for to be done at the church. I know they right? put up the most advertising on the websites and stuff like that. But here's the key. What I like do, the way I serve you the best I do because I, 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 I sit at the top of the servants in the church. I'm not the leader of the church, I'm the head servant. And I'm not, I, the pastoral ministry, and I have, we're the under shepherds to your true pastor. So, who's my true pastor? His name is Jesus. He's your good shepherd, he's your great shepherd, he's your chief shepherd. But see, I, in order to serve you correctly, I can't just go out and galvan around all day long, not, not study the Bible, not pray. Not develop relationships with other people that I can bring into the church and have edify and build you up. Not have vision. Not not. I'd be loving you. I wouldn't be serving you. Every every time I get up in the pulpit, I have to have something to eat that you can eat, that you can eat and digest, something that that is acceptable and practical when it comes to life and spiritual. So I say to you. He said, What happens when we serve you, Pastor? Well, you come to church, you pray, and you study your Bible. You live the Christian life. And then as other things become available within the confines of ministry, then you step into that. He said, Well, I'm not Catholic. It doesn't matter if you call it a church. You know, the cool thing that, that, that kind of put uh, out of me when I was in Bible school in the theological thing. Theological, for you that don't know how to use a break, a evangelist he who he helped his great crusade, thousands of people got saved and healed. And just a just a stateful of And he said, he said, you know, people always ask me. I think he helped you save 129 countries. He said, people ask, "Are you called to this country? Are you called to that country?" He said, "No, I'm called to any country." He said, "I found the word go in the Bible, and I kept looking, couldn't find anywhere it come back anywhere.' Where it said 'come to,' so I just started going." And going, And go And go And if you ever heard of Sierra's he last testimony, which is so powerful, you know, his last name was Daisy. She was as to as was. The first time I remembered was another thing. He said, We came under the San Francisco Bridge in a, 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 a steamship, and I told her in my arms that I promised her I would never take her off of America. 120 countries later. But, never so good. But what were they doing? They were serving. Serving those nations. Serving those people. Christopher Lyon, one of the most prolific soldiers, soldiers of our generation. But he's serving us. Pastors, African people, those precious Indians. He's out there serving on his level, on the level of his calling. Every one of you have know a You're so precious and you know, valuable to God. But what really makes you something special to God is your usefulness. Every one of you. Have a useful spot in the kingdom of God. Your church is apart. Prayer is apart. The word is apart. But just living your life is the way this feels. And when you walk out the four walls of the church, you realize, I'm in a mission field. At your job tomorrow. I'm in a mission field. When you go into a store, I'm in a mission field. Everywhere you go, you're in a mission field. There are people dying. when I'm dying, going to hell. I was laughing. We when were when uh, driving back from Austin a couple of weeks ago. We were listening to brother Oster. We were going to John Oster. Podcast that I have. I had a little, little, little lady, lady saved. She's 20 something years old. Little lady saved. And about three weeks later, she's on her way to church. She pulls into one of these, uh, uh, you know, where you get gas and you can get a poke or something drink one of these tele stations. And the EMTs are there, and there's a man waiting there. And, 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 and they pull her up and she pulls up, they pull the shoe and That's how you had been saved three weeks. And she said this. and gave this this one. She stood at the foot of that man, and she said, "I think I know. I heard my, uh, these words come out of my mouth. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He says unto you, 'Live.'" And they got seven. Amen. What a football well, for somebody to be in the deep weeds, <laughs> but they were available. They were at the right place at the right time, and they had just enough information for the Holy Ghost sake, "There's somebody right there that can be. You can imagine how that testimony you know, still goes out that. I was back in the in the 80s. It's that, uh, people were still talking. Thank God, good. Just think of the opportunities we have in front of us. Think of the opportunities every one of us have. everywhere we're going from now on. Every one of us have these incredible opportunities to be the light promised to be, to be the salt that he's to be, and to serve God and to serve each other and to serve this world. while this home with going to be. Amen? Listen, you're not only valuable; you're useful. You're very useful in the kingdom of God. God needs you and God loves you. Amen? Now, lift so your hands. Father, we worship you. We thank you for every person here tonight. We thank you for the reality of the servant's home. Let this mind, this attitude, this purpose, this reasoning ability to be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. He didn't think it to be robbery to be called equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation. He was made in the likeness of men and obedient, even under the death of the cross. And God, he, he was highly inspired. He gave him a name above every name. And I thank you, Heavenly Father, that we bear that name today blessing of God that comes from very often, is here in the Island Church. As we serve you, Heavenly Father, as we serve the Master, Jesus our Lord and Savior, as we serve each other and as we serve this Lord, For Jesus Christ Now, I always like to have a purpose. The increased activity of your servitude Will increase the capacity of your faith to grab hold to what you need. You said, "What do you mean by that?" Well, if you submit, putting your hand to do whatever there is to do—pray for someone, help someone, whatever it is—it takes love to do that. You can't just well, I'm Pastor said we've got, got to get No, you—it takes love to do that. You've got to walk in love to do that. This be my last thought, and, and this is one you really need to hang on to. If God gives you an opportunity to walk in love, why is He wanting to fuel your faith? It's because He sees down the road stuff we're going to need. And that may be everything from financial things to build our building to protection from no telling what's coming up on the earth. Amen. So as we continue to serve God, serve each other, and serve this world, I guarantee you, we do that in love, our capacity, and faith. Just just like, it's just like we that expansion, and you begin to see more blessings. So that we can be a blessing. Amen. Praise God. stand on say, feet. Glory to God. Is that, the way it's up 830? Is that what we hear? <laughs> More well, than seven years. i just going to let you preach your message. Hallelujah. Look at that. Father, we worship you tonight as we leave. We claim that what you give us, all the promises of God are in him today, And Amen. To the glory of God by us. Therefore, we declare, on the entire congregation, no evil opposites, no platforms in our dwelling place, angels have children us. We thank you, Father. We travel on all the highways, airways, seaways, railways. Lord, we lift at those on vacation. Those that, those that may be a, a closing out the summer this month with a trip somewhere. Thank you, folks, that all these fairways and in these crazy airports we thank you, folks, for no delays, no loss of no, no trauma no and in this season of travel. Thank you, folks. Lord, the Right, lay with our hands. What you've given us to clue? Thank you that no accidents, no trauma, no terror. Lord, we've been pushed back against these pandemics and epidemics, declaring Jesus not only Lord and Savior, but also Healer of our bodies. Thank you, Nevermind, God. Lord, we thank you also. We are the servants of God. We do serve each other. And Lord, help us to serve these people outside the four walls of the church. Let us be a blessing to people, a problem to the devil. A miracle in people's lives. Thank you for it, Lord. As so we leave tonight, we walk in faith and love towards you. We love you so much, Lord. We walk in love, want to, and one. thank you for our church. We live in a few places of worship, Christ. Thank you, Lord, you're island church. We are coming by the Lord. We are by the Lord. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgallison.com Hallelujah Jesus.